A Stranger at the Table, a podcast about and for those supporting someone suffering from an eating disorder. This podcast is brought to you by Living Proof MN. Never underestimate your ability to recover. Hello, my name is Tracy, and this is an inaugural podcast, A Stranger at the Table. This is a podcast about and for those supporting someone suffering from an eating disorder. My hope is that through this podcast, I will be able to offer some insight as to what it means and what it it's like to be the partner to someone with an eating disorder. I know there are so many loved ones, partners, family, friends, and parents in America and around the world living with or supporting someone with an eating disorder. And we can help each other by supporting each other. In coming episodes, I will explain what eating disorders look like. And as a supporter of someone struggling, how to address your loved one, how to speak with them about it, and what to say or not to say. It can be scary as a supporter, not knowing how to navigate this strange and multifaceted, but all too common mental disorder. According to the International Journal of Eating Disorders, last published statistic in 2012, there are approximately 30 million people in America alone of all ages, sexes, races, and religions suffering from eating disorders. I know there has been recognition of more eating disorders such as orthorexia since then, so I am certain that number has grown. For some, that may not seem to be as much of an issue, and to some, maybe they don't really understand what an eating disorder means. But know this, every 62 minutes, someone dies from complications of an eating disorder in America. That lends to eating disorders having the second highest mortality rate just behind that of opioid addiction of all mental health disorders. Prior to 2012, according to the Epidemiology of Eating Disorders published by Smink, Hoken, and Hoke, it had the highest mortality rate among all mental health disorders. Even today, though, despite a whole generation of folks becoming allegedly, quote, unquote, woke to society's dysfunctions, there are still so many whom don't recognize, can diagnose, or even accept certain forms of this tragic disorder. This means there are even more whom are turned away at treatment centers, whose medical practitioners have not recognized the disorder, and those struck by the stigma whom just aren't seeking help. So their numbers are unaccounted for. So many people struggling without support, and for many, their disorder is a form of slow, meticulous suicide. But even so, their numbers are not accounted for in that realm as well. Here in Minnesota, like so many places around our nation and around the world, there are so few resources for those affected, and that includes a severe lack of education for supporters, like friends and family, and especially for partners and parents. This is devastating because we don't know how to behave, how to act, talk with or, or help our loved ones suffering. Until about six years ago, I only had a faint idea of what eating disorders entailed, what it meant to suffer from one. I did have a fleeting exposure as a child when I found one of my cousins using eating disorders behaviors for her bulimia. At the time, I had simply thought she was weird for eating butter-flavored Crisco in the middle of the night. I didn't know what that was about. Later though, I realized she was suffering from something I did not fully understand. Along with that, we experimented together with illicit drugs and heavy drinking. I had my own issues I was dealing with and I would soon forget about that event. Fast forward to 2017 and I would find myself sitting in a writing group on a Saturday morning I had been attending for years. I always felt writing to be liberating. The paper accepting my pen like a therapist Every word intended or not was an avenue for my frustrations, my issues, and my depressions. I would spew them forth like water from a spigot, and it helped. 
it allowed me to vent. And in this writing group, there was no editing, no comments, no judgments, no questions. Just writing and sharing, if the desire was there. One day I noticed a new person in the group and being one of the longtime regulars, I felt obliged to welcome her. And as she began to read her own writing from time to time, I recognized something in her words. The slight angst in her voice and the darkness of her verbiage and intention struck me. I recognized that pain. I heard something familiar and suddenly felt as though she might understand my own. But she was much younger than me, and I had no intention of seeking out an intimate relationship with anyone at that point. But I think she recognized the pain in me as well, and despite that, we struggled to discount any desire to get to know each other in a deeper fashion, and we remained only friends for a while. But eventually, we developed feelings for each other, and from there, our relationship grew close more quickly than either of us anticipated. It would be some time before I knew she had just left treatment for a restrictive eating disorder. She had spent years in and out of treatment, but the design of the system only nurtured the disorder. It wasn't and isn't designed in a way to empower anyone, to build essential skills to live with the disorder, to address the catalysts or traumas that may have led to such a disorder. And she would ultimately find herself in a spot where she was forced to either give in, listen to the medical professionals who told her she would die in that system, that she would never break free from the grip of the, her disorder, or decide to leave against their recommendations and try it on her own. Thing is, she had learned what did not work. She decided to run from that system that had enabled her and find a way, some way to survive on her own. After all, everyone else had given up and the only person left was herself. So she left and knowing that writing was something she'd found to be helpful, self-reflection and opposing to herself on paper, what was killing her gave her a desire to survive. And she found that writing group on a Friday and showed up on a Saturday. I would learn that between her desperate plea to live her best life brought her to a different forms of experiential therapy, one of those being equine therapy. And this is where she would find her deepest and most effectual remedy. It is well documented among military veterans and the elderly that animal therapy is a gentle, highly rewarding experience. Animals, and especially horses, are naturally non-judgmental, affectionate, and attentive. Their quiet, strength, seemingly intent concern for a person who's struggling is recognized and prized by those who experience them. This is something she would never forget and later find herself going back to time and again. In 2017, she and I would become wife and husband atop a grassy hill overlooking a pond on a strawberry farm on a beautiful June day. A small but close group of friends and my grown children in attendance and wed by a dear friend of ours from the writing group. I would come to learn so much from her about life, love, honesty, and truth. And I would grow to become an advocate for those suffering from eating disorders, learning what it means to be scared of one thing that is of the one thing that is meant to keep us alive. How food has become more than just simple sustenance and how it is used to shame and punish and how it has become a crutch for some and a poison for others. I would learn to navigate this world of mental health disorders that is still a marginalizing and devastating issue for so, so many, and yet so unrecognizable and misunderstood. I do not know or will never claim to know how to fix it. I have never personally suffered from an eating disorder, but I do know what it looks like. I do have an idea that what doesn't work for some and what does for others. I know what it feels like to be the partner of a parent, 
a partner or a parent of someone with an eating disorder and know can and know how confusing and helpless one can feel towards their loved ones. How it feels to know how to act or behave around someone suffering, what words to use or how to address the issue or even how to recognize that there may be one at all. I want to help all those living with someone or supporting supporting someone with an eating disorder. I want to share what I have learned and bring folks along to experience the trials and tribulations of starting a nonprofit to help all those affected by eating disorders. And maybe along the way, I will continue to learn much more and maybe help one person understand or just be a voice of empathy. Come along and learn with me. Help me to raise awareness where there seems to be so little misunderstanding. Help me break the stigma that is all too prevalent among mental health disorders. And for those who of you seeking more information, please visit www.livingproofmn.com. Until next time, please listen to your loved one. Just listen. Sometimes those affected just need to know that there is someone, despite not understanding, who are there for support and has a willingness to learn because they care. This podcast was brought to you by Living Proof MM. We are all worth it.